everybody, and welcome back to KSP Kelly's Stories Podcast. I am your host, Kelly. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about Christmas because tis the season and, you know, it's December. It's in the middle of December that I'm recording this. December 2020, excuse me. And, oh, by the way, the reason I say 2020 is because sometimes you'll be recording an episode and or or somebody you'll listen to on a podcast will be recording an episode and I've had the thought once in a while if I'm listening to one of my favorite podcasts like when did they record this and if it says it's like season one or season two I don't really know what year it was that they recorded because I mean on Apple podcasts it shows that you record between like for example 2016 to 2020 but sometimes you're so deep into a season that you would like to know uh, around what time they're recording an episode. At least I'm fascinated by it. I don't know if you are. I don't, I don't know if you care, <laughs> but I do. So yes, I am recording this in middle of December 2020. And again, it's the holiday season and it's exciting for lots of folks it's kind of weird because this year it's a lot di- it's a lot different. You're not really uh well most people I know are not spending time with their families in person. It's mostly through Zoom calls or Skype, whatever you have that's video chat. Then, you know, that's mostly what you're uh, probably going to be using for this year. Personally, I am not getting together with my family this year. I'm staying home and I'm kind of sad about that, but at the same time, I get to spend it with my kitty, and he's, again, asleep next to me on the couch. I seem to record either when he's totally asleep or when he's he's a psycho kitty and playing with all of his toys at once. <laughs> so we're going to take advantage of the time while he's asleep. So here's some traditions that I like to do for Christmas, and this has been going on since I can remember. Actually, there's been three different types of Christmases that I've had throughout my life. The first one being uh, my very first, my earliest memory. I don't remember if it's 2000 to 2001. I, I can't pinpoint it, but this is back when I still lived in the Bay Area. And my family, the, the living room was decked out. At least that's what I think it was. I know we had a giant Christmas tree. We always made it look really pretty. So, you know, a bunch of lights. Mostly we, well, this memory in particular, we had a bunch of white lights. And the tree was was a real tree, so we bought it somewhere. (laughs) I don't know, My, my, uh, my dad would have to tell me if I ask him about this later, which I probably will, but right now we're, we're in the episode. Anyway, we had a real tree, white lights, and then we also had, um, I think it was like ribbon or it was a fabric kind of ribbon with glitter glued to it all up and down. It was gold and a, uh, a little bit of a beige and tan on it. So yeah, the beige and tan ribbon, uh, the edges were, were gold glitter and it was in this, uh, gothic, flowery pattern. I don't remember very well, but that's that's a vague memory I have. And it was wrapped all around the tree. And at the very top, every single year, I remember this in particular, 
we had a light up angel at the very top of the tree. And it was one of those like really old mid 80s created angels that had to be plugged into the lights when you put it up there. And it was not its own separate thing. So, but yeah, that's that's my earliest memory of the tree. And there would be loads of presents under the tree. And I know my dad would put out Christmas lights in the front yard. We used to live in a, in a little house. And the Christmas lights would go over the edges of the roof and then over the three bushes we had right outside the front door. And yeah, that's, that's just what we did with our home. I don't remember a bunch of other details, but that's the, the, de- the decor. I think it was pretty vague. <laughs> so we only had really the tree and the, the lights outside in the front. So yeah, that was back in the Bay Area. And then fast forward to 2006 when I moved to Los Angeles because my dad remarried. And with my step family, we had a traditional Christmas, um, so let's see, Christmas Eve. By the way, Christmas Eve is my Aunt Mary Jo's birthday. So happy early birthday, Mary Jo. If you're listening to this, I'm not sure, but you might listen to this later. So when you do, happy early birthday. <laughs> so Christmas Eve, we would have a big family dinner. We would... Uh, we would open our cards first. So extended family would send us cards and we would open those on Christmas Eve night. And we would store them actually, I, th- my, I think my stepsister came up with this. We would place them inside the tree in between the branches because that would showcase them and make it a little more festive. And then we would have dinner and it would always be a mix of some kind of roasted meat some kind of baked chicken or ham or what 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 have you with potatoes and salad and bread rolls and that was that was that was our evening dinner and then let's see with my step family they had a tradition before I moved so they would open their presents on Christmas Eve and then the following morning they would open a few more presents and they would all go out to I think it was the park and the the movies, and then they would have a Christmas dinner, and that was Christmas for them. For myself, when we moved to Los Angeles, we we had the you know the the typical Christmas Eve dinner with my extended family, and I don't really think we uh, put lights up around the house, but I know they were outside. Again, just some lights on the bushes to show, hey, we were decorating a little bit. (laughs) And then we had a real tree. The tree was always kind of short and decorated in different kinds of ornaments. And I don't know if we used glass or plastic. I'm assuming we used plastic because we had pets and, you know, there's three kids in the house. There's my my two step-siblings and I, so you don't want to break all of the ornaments. (laughs) especially, you know, when all of us are decorating at once, sometimes it gets a little bit, well, not chaotic, I wouldn't say that, but it gets busy, so if you drop an ornament, you don't want to break it, so anyway, we would decorate the tree, 
and have it nicely done, you know, put presents under there, obviously. And every year the wrapping paper was a lot different. One year, the wrapping paper would be kind of plain. Other years, it would have a specific pattern. For example, I have presents under my tree right now. Actually, I have two of them. One of them is a green, red, and white plaid pattern. So green is the background color. It's the main color. And then we have thin lines of red and white. The white is in two different shades, bright white and then like a tan white. It's just a little like browner. And it's in a plaid pattern. So it goes all the way around this big box. And then the other one that's under the tree currently, it's <laughs> it's a repetitive pattern of a of a brown bear standing on a little patch of snow and next to him are Christmas trees. One of them is a triangle and the other one is your typical like three-winged Christmas tree. And the bear itself is dressed in a green and white plaid scarf and he has a little uh, green and white hat on. So those, those are the uh, wrapping paper presents that are under my tree. And with my family, every year it would change. It would be either a plain color, but the, the color was always kind of soft and Christmassy, of course. Other years, it would uh, the pattern would have glitter on it, or it would have different kinds of patterns. It would have some sort of, like, oh man, like some greenery, you know, from outside. Leaves, or fruit, or animals, and... Yeah, that's the kind of presents that we would have under the tree. And anyway, so on Christmas Day, we would all wake up. We would all have breakfast together. So it would just every year we would have pancakes, eggs, bacon, and yeah, that, <laughs> and potatoes once in a while. Then after that, we would all go for a hike to Griffith Park. If you know where this is, if you know what I'm talking about and you live in Los Angeles, yes, that's where we would go. We would go on, we would go close to the golf course because they have a giant loop around that area. And that's where we would take our dog, Valentina. She's a little wiener dog, <laughs> long-haired wiener dog. And we would take her over there for a walk. And it was always by the, I was about to say highway. Man, I am such an Oregonian now. I only say highway. We would, we would walk next to the freeway, and of course it was safe. There was a giant fence wrapped around the area, so we, you know, we were far enough away from the actual freeway. But anyway, we would go for a hike over there, or we would go up the mountain, depending on, you know, how hot is it? <laughs> how hot is it? Wow, this is December in the Pacific Northwest. How hot does it get? Kidding. But... <laughs> It would, it would be warmer than where I currently live. So depending on if it's, you know, kind of overcast and rainy or if it was just a sunny, sunny day, that, that always depended on where we went. But normally it was Griffith Park. And then after that, we would go home and we would watch a Christmas movie. And we've watched lots of different movies. And I... I don't remember the name of one of them, but I really liked it. It was basically about this little girl, not little girl, but anyway, a tween, I guess, young teenager. She was going out to avenge her father's death. It's a Western movie. 
Actually, I know a few people who auditioned for the role for this movie, which is kind of weird to think about now that I'm actually thinking about it. <laughs> I'm not going to name them. I'm just letting you know that I know some people who did ad- audition for this movie, and I can't believe I do. Anyway, but that was one of my favorite movies that we saw because, I mean, it really hit close to home. I would do this for my dad because I love my dad. I'm very close with him. And if someone did something messed up to him, I would I would absolutely want to avenge his death. So yeah, that's what that movie was all about. And it was really great. We, we loved it. And then after the movies, we would go home. We would have maybe Christmas cookies or we would, you know, make more dinner or have leftovers from the night before. So, yeah. And I realized that we didn't really eat lunch. I mean, technically we would because for the hike, we'd be out for hours. So we would make something like sandwiches and bring fruit with us to the hike. So that's technically what we had for lunch. But yeah, for dinner, that's, you know, it was either leftovers from the night before or we would make something Christmas-like. And and what I mean by that is just like another, you know, hey, let's put another roasted chicken or, you know, something in the oven and have more potatoes or some sort of pasta dish. Anything that was kind of festive in a way. That's what we would have for uh, for Christmas dinner. So, yeah, that was our Christmas tradition. And, I mean, over the years, it's definitely tweaked kind of a lot. We've, we've had different types of, uh, of, not events, but different types of moments. Um, I mean, last year, I went to go see my family in Nevada, and that was a wonderful time. I really, really needed to see my family. We didn't really do a whole lot. We mostly sat around my aunt and uncle's house and we watched a bunch of shows and movies. They have two dogs and one of them has been around in my family for a very long time. And okay, this is this is going to make everybody who's listening to this episode smile because he has a very cute little name and it's Porkchop. <laughs> That's his name and my aunt Mary Jo is the one who named him cuz she she adopted him first. This was a few, this was several years ago. And she's a very busy person. So she asked out to the family, like, hey, I don't wanna I don't wanna get rid of this dog. Would someone be able to take him? And my aunt and my uncle from Nevada jumped at the opportunity and said, Yes, we would love him. And he's been there ever since. So he's a little older, he's definitely aging, but he's he's such a love bug. I know he's, I think he's like a Boston Terrier mix. He's a, he's a big boy. Uh, he's not huge, but if you can picture a pit bull and a Boston Terrier mix, I think that like, just that's what he physically looks like. I'm not saying he has pit bull in him. I don't know, but yeah. And I, by the way, I have nothing against pit bulls. I just know that certain people, when they hear the name, they freak out it's not the pit bull. It's the owner that raises the dog to be bad anyway. So, um, but yeah, I went to go visit them and they have another dog. His name is Dobby and he is a wiener dog Labrador mix. I know that's kind of weird to think about. Um, but 
put a Labrador on a wiener dog's legs, and that is what Dobby looks like. He's 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 interesting. <laughs> he's a very unique looking dog, but he's also incredibly sweet. They both are. So we watched movies. We hung out. Pork chop was was pretty much asleep on top of me because I put him there, and it was very sweet. And then Dobby was asleep next to me on the couch, and we watched. I just said that like five times. Never mind. You get the point. But I also got to hang out with my younger cousin. And we just, I love that kid. She's brilliant. She's going to, she's going to do such great things someday. I mean, she already is doing such amazing things. But what I mean is she's going to grow up and do so many more cool things. I cannot wait to see what she, what she decides to do. So yeah, that's what I did last year. And it was very relaxing. I got to spend it with my family. Um, I wish I got to see my my immediate family too, but they were, you know, my dad is busy. He's currently, as, as I'm recording this episode, he's currently in law school finishing his last year of finals. He's going to be taking the bar exam in February next year. I'm proud of my dad. I'm very proud of him. And I will talk about that in, in another episode because that's a whole story in itself. But yeah, I do wish I could spend Christmas this year with my family. I wish I could go see everybody. I, If I could, if it was possible, because here's the thing. I, at my current job, I have two weeks that I get to have off for Christmas slash New Year's. And I'm really looking forward to it. I, I am. It's just, it's, it's a lot different when you really can't see your family. If I could, and my car wasn't, you know, this little putt-putt kind of machine. <laughs> is, that the, is that a great, great way to describe it? Because that's the only thing I can think of to do that. Anyway, it is not good for cross-country driving. I mean, it got me from Los Angeles to you know, the middle of Oregon safely, but that was four years ago. That was when it was still pretty new for us. But today it's just because Oregon is unpredictable this time of year when it comes to the weather, I don't know if it's going to snow. I don't know if there's going to be black ice on the road. I don't know. And I don't feel safe enough to drive this car to like, you know, Nevada and then Arizona because that's where my parents are. And I don't want to chance that because <laughs> how the hell am I going to get home? I don't want to fly home because I'm not, it's, it's still not safe to travel in more public places. That's why I, if I could, I would rather just drive, take a nice road trip to go see everyone that is available who I can see. And I would go down up and down the Pacific Northwest because I still have family and friends in the Bay Area. I have family and friends in Los Angeles, San Diego. I have family and friends in Nevada and in Arizona. Just all over here in the Northwest is where I have everybody that I, you know, that I'm close with. So yeah, if I could, I would do that for Christmas this year. I'd love to, but I can't. And a long-term goal of mine is to be able to do something kind of like this. Even if it's not for the holiday season, I am saving up money for a new car because mine just, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's okay. It gets me to work. It gets me to the grocery store. And that's fine. That's really all I need this car for. But I would love to be able to do more with this car, like go for a road trip or go up to the mountain because, you know, that's, it's so pretty up there and it's, it smells great. It's fresh air. There's no traffic around, so you don't get to, you don't hear car noise, but my car does not make up, make it up the hills anymore because it's just, it's, it's getting on. It's, it's very, it's been used and abused and loved. I am the second owner technically to this car and yeah, it's been around for a while. And I even I even spoke to my dad about this because we were talking about the fact that because uh, the first year that I was here in Oregon, we had a huge ice storm in the state capitol, and I was driving and it was fresh snow. It was like no one had touched this area of the road yet because you know. When it snows that hard over here, and I and I know that we probably sound like wimps compared to like Colorado and Illinois and all those other really really cold places, <laughs> but you know Oregon, we're not we're not used to that much snow. It's just that's just the way the uh, the dynamic is over here. But it was it was only maybe like a foot of snow. My car could not go over it. I remember I was I was in a kind of a busy intersection and it was a major intersection. I was, I had the green arrow to turn left and I couldn't, I couldn't move. Like I pressed on the gas carefully and slowly, like I was taught to do. And my car just would not move forward. I have rear drive, rear wheel drive. That's really hard to say for me (laughs) anyway. But yeah. And the guy behind me, I mean, I'm very glad that he was there, thank goodness, because I I did get forward a little bit, but then my car got stuck <laughs> in the intersection. And I mean, luckily the arrow was still green, but I was panicking. I was starting to panic going, oh God, I need to turn. I need to go. I need to go. I need to go. And I can't like I'm pressing on the gas. I'm trying to turn my wheels just a little bit, just to, you know, like get it, jimmy it out of the uh, the area that I'm in and I can't do it. So I sit there for like a split second and I, and I, I look in my rear view mirror and I notice that the car behind me is getting really close, but he's going super, super slow. And all of a sudden I feel like this weird uh, push. And I look out the window for a second, like to my left, and I notice that, oh, I'm moving. So, you know, I follow. I realize, oh, this guy is, you know, giving me, he's giving me some help. You know, put the hands on the wheel, lightly tap on the gas. And we, you know, he helps me get into the next lane. So I get in the right lane. He goes into the left lane and I'm, I can move now because it's not as thick snow over here because it's been, it's already been driven over. But I see him pass by me and, you know, he, he throws me the peace sign and I throw him back the peace sign and, you know, say thank you. And, and, you know, I'm on my way home. So that's what I'm that's what I mean. My car cannot get through snow. <laughs> it can't get through anything if it's not rain. If it's not rain or dry weather, this car is useless. And my car has been worked on before. The previous owner who had mine is 
he, he tried to deck it out. Like, the original bumper is gone. I don't know what he tried to do, but I tried opening up the, the trunk of this car. And <laughs> this is how I know that if I ever get into an accident with my car, that's it. This car's toast. It's not going to make it. And th- there's no point in keeping it if it tries. Uh, if I get into an accident, like, you know, people will go to the mechanic and say like, oh, I've, I've been in an accident. Can you can you help me replace this door? Can you help me replace this one area? No, this car is not worth saving because it's just, there's nothing original to this car anymore. Just, you know, the frame and the body, but the, the, yeah, the front bumper and the back bumper are not original. And, and the first time I saw this was when I went to get my oil changed, uh, in 2016 and (laughs) the mechanic, he came up to me. And he said, are you aware that your bumper is attached by, uh, what are they called? I just had, oh yeah. Are you aware that your, your bumper is attached to your frame by plastic zip ties? And I remember looking at him going, what? So he shows me the car and he's right. There is blue and white plastic zip ties holding the bumper to the frame. If those things were broken, I would not have a bumper. And that's what I'm saying. If I was ever in an accident, if I, you know, accidentally rear-ended someone or someone cut me off in front of me and I hit them, bye-bye bumper. <laughs> so, yeah. And I didn't I didn't do that. That was from the original owner who tried to deck out this car and halfway through his project, he decided to stop and he took out all of the stickers that he had in there, all of the stuff that he tried to install, he took it off and he left the bumper, you know, attached the way it was. Um, yeah, you see my point. I will never be able to take this car farther out than to maybe an hour or two out of my town or my city. And that's it. Because this car is just, it's not in my opinion, it's not worth keeping for for uh, any other reason other than it takes me to work, it takes me to the grocery store, and it takes me home. And I mean, I'm grateful. I'm extremely grateful to have something that does that. That's It's awesome that I have the privilege of having this. I'm not complaining. I, well, I'm not trying to complain. If it sounds like I am, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. It's just... I'm trying to make a point with this long-winded story about why this car cannot take me more places and why I wish, I, could, I if I had a car, I would love to go see my family for the holidays. So, yeah. And I do have a car in mind that I really would love to get. One that's a lot more um, off-road friendly. And we'll see. When I get it, I'll make a podcast episode about it. And... Yeah. So I might come back to this whole Christmas thing too a little bit later. We'll see. Just we're not we're not there just yet. Cause I I have more stories that I wanna find I wanna find and I wanna I wanna share with you. So yeah. Plus, this is also Louis's very first Christmas. Or well, one that he's actually celebrating. I am his first owner and he was uh I think I said this in the last episode. 
one of these episodes I did, he, I, I said that he was born in June of 2019. He did surpass his first Christmas, but I don't know what he did. He was probably still at the animal shelter before I got him. Cause I know I'm his first owner and I'm very happy about that because that just leaves a very good mark for me. But yeah, this is his first Christmas. He is definitely curious about the tree. He's tried to eat the ornaments <laughs> several times. But I bought plastic ornaments for a reason, and they are specifically hung up mostly from the top to the middle of the tree. We, we got a really big tree. It's plastic because I don't, want, I don't want my cat to get sick on pine needles if he tries to eat them because he has chewed on this current plastic tree several times. But I'm keeping my eye on him, and I know he's okay because there's nothing missing on the tree itself. But yeah, he, he gets very curious about the tree. I'm kind of surprised that he's left the presents alone. He hasn't touched those. And let's see. Oh gosh, I was going to be that crazy cat lady owner and get him a sweater for Christmas for him to wear. Don't worry, I didn't give in. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But man, it would have really, looked really cute on him if I did. But nah. I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be that owner. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, he's a he's asleep. He changed his position on the couch to a little a little ball. He's curled up and his face is in his tail, and it's quite adorable. But yeah, we'll see what it's like on Christmas Day. I have a feeling once we get the wrapping paper all broken up, he's either going to start chewing on it or playing on it, or he's going to totally ignore it. Currently, he's been ignoring those presents, which, again, I am so surprised. I can't believe he hasn't tried to tear into them because, I mean, he's, a, he's still technically a kitten. So he's still curious about a lot of stuff. But those are just, those are things that he just doesn't go after. But, yeah. Anyway, I realize I've been talking for about a half hour. <laughs> if you're still there, thank you for still listening. And I very much appreciate you. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I, if there's any kind of topics you want me to talk about, please feel free to leave a, uh, a review on this podcast. I cannot, I, I, I don't know what you would like to listen to until you, you leave me a review. You can leave me a one star review with an idea. I don't care. (laughs) Just be friendly. Um, because I'm trying This is the first podcast I'm doing by myself, and I hope that I am meeting people's expectations of what they would like to be listening about. But yeah, anyway, thank you for tuning in, and I will will speak to you on the next episode. Have a good day, everybody.